This is Connected Nation, an award-winning podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our neighborhoods. On today's podcast, we head into the heartland for the Let's Get Digital Oklahoma Broadband Tour, an 18-stop internet listening tour. You'll hear from those in far eastern Oklahoma about their unique broadband needs and find out what state officials with the Oklahoma Broadband Office plan to do with all that feedback. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I am at a local community center in Podo, Oklahoma. <laughs> am I saying that right? Yes. yes. And I am with Beth Tucker, who is a local resident in Cameron, Oklahoma. Beth? Nice to see you. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, tell me why was it important for you to be here today? Okay, I live in a rural area, and our internet service is not real quick, and my husband's a disabled veteran, and we do a lot of um, Zoom calls, and there's times that I just have to leave and go to my daughter's house so we have internet, and I'm just looking forward to this coming in, and hopefully we can get faster. Yeah, it's really become a new time where people realize it's not a privilege to have this access. So for your husband, you said he was a disabled vet. You say you do a lot of Zoom calls. Is that for telehealth? Yes, with the VA since COVID, a lot of the stuff now is over our computers or phones. So we have a lot of meetings uh, that we do with the VA uh, for that reason. And which branch did he serve? Navy. Thank you for his service. Thank him for us. Um, Tell me what's it like living in Cameron, Oklahoma. Explain to someone who doesn't live there why it's a great place to live. Well, we live in the Royal area, so it's kind of quiet up there, and um, I love it. I came from a city in Pennsylvania, and uh, it was quite a shock (laughs) to move to this little town, you know. And um, when I first came here, we didn't even have phones. You know, that's how royal it was. So you said your daughter, where does she live? Does she live close to Arkansas? So where is that? 15 miles. Um, When you go over to Rock Island, Oklahoma, you turn right and just keep, you'll end up in Hackett. It's right before Fort Smith, Arkansas. It's a very beautiful place. I was driving around here, a lot of hills, a lot of trees. Um, Is that one of the reasons you feel like a lot of people live here because it's so beautiful? Oh, yeah. My husband's from Cameron. Um, I'm in the military, too, or I was. And I met him in Little Creek, Virginia. And he brought this little city girl (laughs) out to this royal area. And it's, it's beautiful. You know, I love the country life and... Well, thank you for your service too. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I would have said that before. Uh, so, what do you hope comes from all of this? I'm hoping for the, you know, faster internet, and because uh, there's a lot of people in our area that don't have good internet. So it would be very nice if it could come to our royal area. Well, thank you, Beth. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. I am now with Tammy Parker and Mike Clark, who are both of the Oklahoma Farm Bureau. Uh, Mike is the director, and Tammy is an agent. And uh, one thing that I really want to talk with you both about is how important broadband access is to farmers. Because I think there's this misnomer, or misunderstanding rather, that people in rural areas don't necessarily want or need it. 
well, on the farming side, uh, the pivots, the irrigation systems we have, the pivots now, they run off of Wi-Fi. You can do everything from your phone. You don't have to go out and change switches or buttons or anything like that. Most of our tractors are GPSed. Uh, they're computerized, so it's very important for precision planting, for precision spraying. So it's cost-effective for the, the farmer. And just being uh, somebody from a rural area, Tammy and I were talking just a moment ago, just even watching a baseball game can be difficult, right? Yes, yes. When they call the play before it even happens, it's kind of frustrating, you know. So tell, tell our listeners what the areas that you live in and you as well, Mike. I live in a little community called Callington. It's close to Kerr Lake. We do have internet. It's just above dial-up. and um, You can't do a lot with that no, nowadays. No, and I, you know, I, I tend to work a lot from home, and I need that. So i um, looking forward to getting some help there. And, Mike, for you, where, what area of the state do you live in? I live in a community called Ward, um, be northern of Floor County. Um, we're the same same way. We don't have any internet access there. It'd be nice to have it. We do a lot of Zoom calls, being on the state board, uh, send a lot of files, you know, so I have to go somewhere else to send them. Uh, a lot of times, my, I got a daughter that lives in Texas. I actually have to send her stuff and pictures, and she puts it in JPEGs for me because we can't even get to, to uh, upload JPEGs to send to someone. And then when she puts it together, she emails it to whoever I needed email to. And do you think there became much more of an understanding of the need in rural areas following the pandemic, just from the isolation that everybody experienced? Yes, of course. I mean, you know, with all the students at home using the Internet and people working from home, it it showed how how bad our internet really is in the rural area. And Mike, what is something that you think people don't quite understand about the farming community versus a, an urban area? They don't understand how much we do depend on the internet for what we do for a living uh, because it's a different society now. We, uh, At my farm, we do a lot of custom uh, square bales, and if it wasn't for Facebook or some way to promote it, we wouldn't have the customer base we have. And is yours a multi-generational farm? No, I'm, I'm a first-generation farmer. What made you go into farming? Uh, I actually worked for a farmer when I was growing up as a kid. and I, my, Both of my grandfathers farmed a little bit when they were younger, uh, but none of my family did. Uh, none of their kids farmed. Uh, that's that's interesting. That's You don't see a lot of first-generation farmers as much as you used to in, what, 50 years ago even, right? Um, so today the Oklahoma Broadband Office had this special thing, let's get digital Oklahoma Broadband. Um, what did you learn and what do you hope comes from it? I'll start with you, Tammy. Um, I learned that there's a lot more people than just us that need help, and and they're working toward getting us the help we need. So. Well, what do you hope comes from it? Uh, better internet, <laughs> a lot better, a lot better internet. And what about you, Mike? What did you learn today that you weren't maybe expecting, or you are kind of like nodding your head, yeah, that all makes sense? And what do you hope comes from it? Well, I kind of knew what the spill was because I've been involved with it for about the licks last nine months. Uh, what I'm hoping is the same thing Tammy said. I'm hoping we come up with an inter- internet access that's compatible to what we need. I am now sitting with Sam and Janet Ingle. Why did you come today? Because we have horrible internet service and we thought we might be able to get some help whenever I saw the email or however I got it. Or not, it was in the paper, I think, actually. 
but we thought maybe they could help us here. And they have. They've answered a lot of questions. Why was it important for you to have access? It's for our business, our you pick blueberry farm. We do a lot of advertising and posting so people know what we got. So tell me what your farm is. It's, uh, if I've got your email right, Creekside Berry Farm, correct? Yes, it's one mile west of LaFleur, Oklahoma. And what do you guys, do you grow there? Do you have a ranch or what is it that you do there? We grow blueberries and a few strawberries. So uh, what do you feel like you learned today? Learn how bad our service really is compared to what other people have. In a perfect world, what would happen after today? Oh, we'd be in heaven with as far as the internet goes, you know, because we could do so much more and, you know, especially for the farm because we do take, um, what do they call it? We take cards, credit cards to pay, you know, and stuff, and we do some of the tribal vouchers and everything. You have to have internet for it, and so it would make our job a lot easier on the farm for sure. Would it just help? Do you think that's something that a lot of people misunderstand that farmers may not? We, somebody living in an urban area might think farmers don't need this. They don't have to have it. But there's a lot of reasons. There's credit cards, like you said, if you're selling stuff. But there's also other things that farms use that for. Am I correct in that or am I just guessing? You're correct. <laughs> we uh, just yesterday, we used it to look up a part for a tractor. It's just that simple. And we pay bills with it too. And and actually, I know this doesn't really have anything to do with the farm, but keeping helping keep in touch with our family and friends. I think that one of the things that the pandemic exposed is the social, social isolation a lot of people felt, right? Yes. Yeah. So being able to talk to your, do you have kids or grandchildren? Yes, we do. So to be able to be in connection with them helps? It does. It does because none of, they all live at least three hours away, you know, and so... So, so explain to somebody who didn't grow up in this area, why, why is it a great place to live? Well, we're pretty free to do whatever we want with our land, uh, the water resources that we have, and uh, if I want to go outside and yell real loud, I can, and not disturb anybody. Well, I might try that before I leave. Just go outside and yell real loud. <laughs> yes, because I, I had, used to have to use a pillow over my face. <laughs> well, uh, well, what would you like to see happen after today? First, I'll let you go, Sam, and then you, Janet. I would like to see uh, this developed, and next week wouldn't be too soon. <laughs> the same. I would, and I would like to see it spread everywhere you know because almost everybody needs internet for connections telehealth you know lots of things you know and like he said looking up parts for equipment and all and the most important though is keeping in touch with families you know because it's face facetime whatever is awesome you know for that well thank you both i really appreciate you thank you thank you Podo was just the fourth stop on a listening tour that will make stops in 18 communities over the next two months. The Oklahoma Broadband Office will use input from residents, business owners, tribal nations, internet service providers, and others gathered during the listening tour, as well as a separate tribal consultations. 
to develop a five-year plan for expanding and improving internet access in the state. It's truly a history-making effort to improve access to broadband and related technologies across the Sooner State. We'll continue to closely track the Let's Get Digital Oklahoma Broadband Tour and bring you updates as we can. In the meantime, I've included links to the Oklahoma Broadband Office and the tour stops in the description of this podcast. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to ConnectedNation.org or look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify. Spotify.